Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gridiron Show. I don't know why I've gone all Robin Williams, Good Morning Vietnam, but I did it, and I do not care. Ollie Hunter, Will Gavin in the studio with you. We're going to look at the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to look at the Caroline Panthers. We'll talk to Mario Addison and Gio Bernard. There'll be another edition of the award-winning, soon-to-be award-winning, News or Not News, and the usual nonsense. This is The Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in in association with us, me, Ollie Hunter, and him, Willie Gavin. Willie! How are you, bud? so high energy. He's so high energy in the intro that you just go, hello? (laughs) Well, I like the juxtaposition. Really made me giggle. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. You are welcome, big guy. Warm Malcolm. What's going on? I love that you didn't even question Warm Malcolm. Um... I'm good, mate. Uh, you know, I'm just sat at home, chilling out. The father-in-law is here this weekend, which means I'm meant to be tidying the house. But instead, I found myself playing Batman Arkham City and uh, and watching uh, <laughs> and watching stuff on YouTube. So, you know, obviously, I'm well. <laughs> what, a, what a great day. Um, when does the father-in-law arrive, and are you happy about it? Just nod once for yes and nod twice for no. I don't know. How does that it's fr- work? It's Friday lunchtime now. He arrives tomorrow lunchtime. So there's still a solid 24 hours. And no, moving on. Does he like cricket? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he likes cricket. I imagine not. Um, I mean, and For your show on, on Sunday, you're going to have to watch the cricket. So, I mean, it's a yeah, good excuse. That. It's a good excuse to, to get away from old father-in-law for a bit but you know well, for, for about eight hours hopefully yeah, yeah. Um, it goes down to the last ball please just so you don't have to spend time with the old <laughs> father-in-law well on saturday night he um he managed to get tickets to go see frank skinner with sarah didn't even offer me one um, wow yep just bought two tickets for them yeah what else uh what else has he been doing to cut you out of his life who knows Wow. But, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Would you have wanted to go and see Frank Skinner? Not massively, but, you know. I think, but hasn't Frank Skinner been doing, he's been doing the, sta- the same shtick since f- fantasy football, was it called fantasy football? Since fantasy football. And I think, he, if you listen to his radio shows on Absolute, I'm pretty sure it, they're just the same repeated weekend after yeah, weekend. They just repeat them with a four-week rotation. It feels like it. It feels like, oh, I'm sure I've heard this before. No, it's just Frank Skinner. And Frank Skinner's great. And who am I to slag off a professional (laughs) who's been brilliant in doing his his job for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. But, um, yeah, yeah. And and yet you're absolutely repeating to him. Yeah, that's what I am. That's what I've done. Frank, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I think you're great. And I loved fantasy football with you and Badil. Yeah. What a delightful human being yeah. you are. There we go. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I have a, my weekend is mainly revolving around watching uh, England, New Zealand on Sunday. That's all I really care about. Uh, we're in a World Cup final. It's very exciting. Isn't it amazing? 27 years. It's, it's really great because I, I feel really rewarded for buying into this World Cup early. For like, really, because I was working in the early games. I was like, really got into it early on. Yeah. Been watching it daily on Sky Sports and, and stuff, and yeah. and you know, there's a lot of people now. I, I mean, immediately I tweeted something about the final on Sunday, and someone replied, "Going, I'm not going to bother watching it because I'm not going to pretend I like cricket like everyone else suddenly is." 
I was like, whoa, first of all, no need to be so bloody negative. Secondly, hey, I've been on the bandwagon for at least three whole weeks now. <laughs> it's been a five, six-week tournament, so I've been really impressed that you're even well, catching on. Weeks, then. You've been catching six weeks, then. There you go. You've been, you didn't even know the length of the tournament. It's flown by that quickly for you. You've no, loved it, it really that much. Has. There you go. I've, I've dug you out of that one. But um, I've, uh, I've been impressed with your, the way you've picked up the vernacular. I quite like that. Um, and that you've really bought into it, Will. It's, I think you are one of those people that 100%, once you buy into something, you just go all in. And that's maybe one of the best things about you. My mate Robin, um, who you know, Robin. Yeah. Um, she got into work half an hour early this morning just so she could uh, cover her Australian workmate's desk in... Uh, match reports, uh, a photo of Carey being hit in the head with that ball in that helmet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A photo of the ball going through Steve Smith's legs when he got nutmegged on the uh, on the run out, uh, just with just the word Megs written underneath That's it. That's outstanding. Um, she, she's just absolutely plastered his desk and stuff. It's very. Do you have very, that picture? Can funny. I see it? And we'll add it to the head scores. Yeah, today. yeah. I'll f- I will, I will forward it on to you, yeah, Super. absolutely. I was ripping into uh, Ollie Gill, who made, who might make an appearance on the pod this week, but definitely made one last week with Akeem Hicks uh, having a go about his his Viking shirt. Um, he's an Australian, and any time I saw him, just ripped into him. What a great guy, but you, you have to. Any Aussie, you just got to rip him. Yeah, and let's be fair... Uh, in every sport other than our national sport, um, they have basically dominated us for, for basically our entire lifetimes. Yes, we've won some Ashes series. In fact, that was it. Ben Fletcher, uh, our newsreader, asked me the other morning if I could choose a victory over Australia in the semi-final. This was the morning of the semi-final. A victory against Australia in the semi-final no guarantee of what would happen Sunday mm. or an Ashes win. What would I take? And I said, you know what? I've seen Ashes victories in my lifetime. I've seen brilliant Ashes performances in my lifetime. I don't remember us getting to the World Cup final in 1992. I was like eight years old and really didn't give a toss about cricket. Um, so I would rather see us get to the World Cup final. I don't want us to get whitewashed in the Ashes, but that would be my preference. It's a great shout, but... And a summer of England dominating Australia in ashes day after day, match after match, game after game. <laughs> All the World Cup final. Imagine seeing Australia beat New Zealand at Lords to win the World Cup final when they knocked us out in the semis. I'm with you. I'd, I'd pick the, the former. It hurt. And even though I'm a, a, I'm a cricket purist and all of that, I would pick the former, 100%. Me, me and Sam, have, uh, Sam, who is Robin's brother, for those who don't know, our group of friends. Uh, they look exactly to... the same, by the way. He's at oh, least, terrifying. He, but he's about two foot taller. But the same we amount of thinniness, the, skinness. Um, whether we could go on Sunday and how much tickets we're going for on StubHub, etc., and he uh, he said, I'll be willing to drop a one And I was like, a grand? Yeah, we'll get tickets for a grand. And he was like, no, a hundred quid. And I'm like, yeah, we're not getting... Like, the cheapest tickets I'll step up right now are about £1,100. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I think it's, it's either a case of uh, going around someone's house or finding a pub with an outdoor section and just drinking a lot of cider, getting battered watching the cricket. That's either or. Either or. All of the above. All of the above. Should we stop talking about cricket and talk about American football? <laughs> yeah, this is not a cricket podcast. It's an American football podcast. Let's 100% talk about American football. Should we kick off with our interviews? Just yeah. To mix it up. Maybe do like one now and one in a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. Let's start with Mario Addison because he was bloody lovely. What a nice chap. He was fantastic. What a giant big bear of a man who legitimately was loving being there, mixing it with the kids. He had to be dragged away from um, from coaching his uh, his little flag football teams to come and talk to the media. Um, I think actually a lot of the, the players were like that, but he seemed to really be getting involved and getting into it. On the first day, he was loving life. He loved the stadium. Um, I, I was super impressed with Mario Addison. Yeah, and it, like you said, he was super into it. He was really getting the uh, 
really getting the kids going, having a great time. Uh, he was getting, we talked about this last week, he was getting F.A. Abada and Christian Wade involved as well. They were loving it. It was just, it was just such good fun. And, and like, uh, you can feel like there are some like lifelong fans who will have been made amongst those kids. Hmm. Yeah. In 10 years time, they're going to be complaining about the ticketing situation when we've got our own <laughs> team uh, on whatever new social media exists at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought he was an absolute delight and a great interview as well. Uh, look out for his nickname for F.A. Obada. That's a particular highlight. Okay. And uh, because the Panthers are, we're going to be getting, in fact, that comes out pretty soon. That comes out in about a week or so's time, I think. Um, they are the feature for All or Nothing this season. Ooh. I asked him what we can uh, what we can expect from him on All or Nothing. And uh, it's fair to say he uh, he gave a brilliant answer on it. So here is Panthers D-lineman. Mr. Mario Addison. I don't think there's anyone having more fun here today, even the kids, than you, Mario Addison. Oh, man, you know, um, it's a great experience, man, you know, to see the kids come out here and um, compete at a high level. Because some of these kids, man, are playing their behinds off, and they're having fun doing it. So I'm very excited to see what the outcome is going to be. Firstly, I just want to compliment you on your spectacular beard. Uh, probably the second best out here after mine, but we'll, uh, we'll let it be. Hey, I can't win them all. I can't win them all. Hey, second ain't, hey, second's good, too. It's still top three, right? What did you make of this whole facility? Sure. This, uh, <laughs> don't compliment the Viking shirt. He gets a big head about it. But it's a nice shirt, though. Do you wish it was a Panther shirt, though? It'll look better on him, but, you know. We do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, get them to this great facility where you guys are going to be playing in October. What have you made of, of this whole thing, what it is like here in the UK, the facilities that are out here, first time playing? Um, first, it's going to be a great experience, you know, to be able to play international. Because this is um, for my franchise, this is the first time for my team to come over and play. Mm-hmm. And um, Some guys have never been out of the country, so this will be a great experience for those guys. And um, Speaking on the stadium, man, it's very awesome. And You're always welcome. It's, a, it's, it's next level. And, um we got some, some, some dope stadiums, you know, in, in the States, but this is by far top three of all stadiums, so it's, it's nice. Man. We came out to, for you, was it last season's before Dolphins game? Yeah. Uh, and that was, and I loved your facility, great fans, great, we had a great time there, yeah. so, you know, Carolina's got something to boast about itself. Uh, yeah, Carolina uh, Stadium is real nice, you know, um, our fans are, you know, the greatest fans in the whole world, uh, you know, I had to throw that out there. And our stadium is, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. But this is like, man, it's like, you ever seen the movie Devilish Man? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like future type stuff, you know? So, I love it, man. Didn't expect Demolition Man to come up in conversation today. It's the future, man. It's the future, yo. And coming over here and playing the Bucks, a divisional rivalry, that makes that extra special as well. Always, man. Anytime you can win a division game, man, that's, that's, that's what you need. And on the road, at home, anywhere. And why not beat them in London? Because that's why we play. We play to win. So why not beat them in London? Plus, it's an extra game that you don't have to play at theirs. It's a road game, but on a neutral site, which you know, I agree. helps you as well. I agree. Um, you know, they they the home team here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like you say, it's neutral, so it don't matter if you home or visitor. You still in neutral, neutral zone. So to us, it's a home game. Now, unsurprisingly, I have to ask you about F.A. Abad. He's out here with you guys, working with the kids as well, representing London. Had his breakout season last season. What have you made of him in that, in that defensive line room? Are you talking about the Terminator? <laughs> F.A. Abad, that's the Terminator. Um, he's a great guy, man. He's very fun to be around. He works hard. He, work, he works hard all the time. And um, all the things that, you know, all the... All the, all, the, all the great plays he made, he still ain't scratched the surface yet. Like, he got so much more in him. And and he, he's learning that, too. But um, for him, for a guy like that, you know, that never had football growing up, for him to just jump into the sport the way he did and learned it to let you know he's very coachable. And when you got a guy that's coachable like that, the NFL, they'll love you. And um, you're going to see um, great things out of, out of the F.A., you know, he still ain't scratched the service yet, so just keep an eye on that guy. Well, he's he's going to be something special. You've got guys like yourself in the, on that line who there's so much experience in that room, in that front seven as well. So is he picking your brains constantly? Is he trying to learn from you as well? Always. Elfie always told me, Mario, I'm going to be better than you. I promise you. <laughs> and 
the way he's working, you know, he, he'll get close. He'll get close. <laughs> you know, he, he just made he made me up my game now. You know, the way he, you know he approached everything. So um, I'm just very excited, man. You've added other talent on that line this year as well. We see oh, yeah. Gerald McCoy coming over, which makes this game here now, like they like to say, a revenge game. Uh, what's, what's he added to you guys for those first couple of camps? I'm going to start out by saying this right here. Gerald McCoy is going to kill. Y'all listen to that. He's going to kill the Bucks quarterback. I don't care what quarterback is back there. Gerald McCoy is going to get back there. And rip his head off. And you know what? I'm going to be right on the side on um, picking the ball up when he rips his head off. So, um, he's a great guy, man. Um, he's an athlete, man. You can put him like him and K1 short. You can put them anywhere on the field. They'll make plays. So, for me to be, you know, playing on the side of those guys, it's, it's, it's outstanding. So, I'm going to make sure I'm in position. It feels like that Super Bowl run to 50 when you had yes. K1 and Star, yep. Lele side by side. That was so much the strength of that yep. team. And now you've gone back to that a bit, bringing Gerald in. Man, I had so much fun that year. Um, because we got a lot of push. We got a lot of push on the inside. And um, you need that as pass rushers. You need um, two great inside. We got three great inside guys that's going to push the pocket. You know, the quarterback can't step up now. So he's going to stay back. All they got to do is run the corner, run the edge, and get a sack. So... Just watch out, man. Watch out for the Carolina defense, man. Um, we just we stat right now. We stat right now, and everybody working hard. So it's gonna be special for us. Enemies occasionally you get to take a play or two off on the sideline. Um, yes, because we got some other guys that you know can do the same thing, and um, you know I can use I can use a play or two at times. You know, I, I tell all the guys that you know uh, take it easy on the old man. I call myself <laughs> the old man sometimes, so you know, just having fun, man. It was a big season of change last year as well. New ownership coming in and, and what it meant for the culture around the team. Obviously, the decision to bring a player like Eric Reed, And then we get the announcement this week that you guys are, are going to be the all-or-nothing season this season. Are you pumped for that coming out in July? Or maybe a little bit worried about what it's going to be like seeing your whole year on camera? Oh, man. Oh, it's kind of rough, man. Um, I remember days that, you know, I came back in from practice, a hot practice. Um, you know, showered, you know. You know, got my meal. And then we, we went into meetings. And I caught myself sometimes, you know, dozing off. So, <laughs> but when I do wake back up, I look up. The camera's right there pointing towards me. So what I had to do is, like, get some sunflower seeds and kind of eat, you know what I'm saying, kind of stay up. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm very kind of, you know, nervous to see how I look on film in, in, in the meeting room because, you know, I caught myself kind of dozing off a couple of times. So it's going to be very unique. But uh, that's a good show, man. You know, that way I can see it from, from like, how you say this, from the inside looking in or outside looking in, however you want to word it. But it'll be fun to watch me and my teammates, you know, kind of like in the mean rooms, the way they, they set it up. I'm excited to see the Mario Addison falling asleep montage that we're inevitably going to get around episode three or four. If they didn't edit it, <laughs> you'll see me <laughs> more than 10 times. So <laughs> I'm you know, man, look out for that. Uh, and then just finally to ask about tail end of last season, went on that tough run, and then Ron Rivera comes in and, and takes over the play calling duty. He's obviously yeah. a great coach there in, yeah. in Carolina, but what difference did that make and what are you expecting from that side of things this season? Um, Ron did a uh, tremendous job when he, when he took over too. Uh, he, you know, he knows his stuff. He, he's a defensive coach. And uh, Eric Washington did a great job too. So, um, both of those guys are going to be calling, you know, calling plays. So I'm excited just to see how, how this is going to work out. You know, I don't know who's going to be the main play caller, but both of them is hands-on. So, you know, Eric Washington is our, um, our defense coordinator. You know, Ron is our head coach. But um, he, he did a good job. Both of them did a great job. So whoever's going to call the play, I know they're going to call the right play. I mean, having met and spoken to Ron Rivera, he strikes me as a, a lovely man, but also occasionally a terrifying man. Like, if you do the wrong thing, you don't want to be on the wrong side of him. Oh, man, I agree. I just seen Ron coming up real mad. You know, we had um, this one guy, you know, kind of, you know, was late for me, a team me. So he tried to crawl in there, and Ron caught him, and he snapped on him. When I say Ron lost it, man, I probably never seen him <sighs> that terrifying in a long time. Like, he was so mad, and... After that, no one else was late. Can you tell us who it was? 
good to <laughs> I had to ask look Mario thank you so much for your time man enjoy the rest of your time in London we'll see you back in October I'll be here Mario Addison there and like I say it is, it's a week from today as we're recording the mighty uh, the mighty all or nothing will return it's a season I'm really looking forward to because the Panthers such an up and down year for them last year between Cam Newton, the injuries, between new ownership coming in, all of the Eric Reed stuff, having to make the change of defensive coordinator late in the season and have Ron Rivera take over the play calling. There's loads of little intriguing storylines, which I think will make for a really good season. And, of course, a lot of uh, Christian McCaffrey. That's all I'm kind of watching it for. My man crush continues on Christian McCaffrey. Um, but Cam Newton is... Uh, it, it is kind of blockbuster and we saw all of the issues that he had last season with referees at the beginning of it and then injuries and then Taylor Heineke coming in Will Greer, um Kyle Allen as well Will Greer's their the, the, um, the draft pick this year but um, yeah it will be fascinating to see what shakes down and from a team which people had quite high hopes of and not really living up to it we also had um, Greg Olsen being in and out breaking a foot here breaking the other foot there that kind of stuff so lots and lots going on the Eric Reed thing I'm really looking forward to seeing and how that's portrayed uh, in the documentary as well I think the Panthers are going to be really good this year they started off last year 6-2 and two. they had that Thursday night loss to the Steelers where they got absolutely demolished but then they lost that one-point game to Detroit when the, that two, they tried for the two-point conversion late on. They slipped from 6-2 and two to 6-9, and nine, lost a lot of close games in that period, had a lot of uh, injury issues, like we said. Okay, when you had that Week 15 game to kind of keep their season alive and they played the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football and they trailed 12-9, two-minute warning, the situation that Cam Newton has like thrived in in the past. And he, he looked like he was throwing a shot put. He could barely get the ball. Mm. He could barely get his arm past his shoulder. They didn't even get past midfield. Ended up losing the game, and you just you you looked. They they shut him down immediately at that point. He went for surgery, and if he's ready to go and throwing, and he's obviously the key. You you add to that. We talked about Gerald McCoy. That was my other bit I really liked for the interview. The Gerald McCoy stuff about he's going to kill Jabez Winston. <laughs> <laughs> where they play each other in London. Um, they went out and helped the offensive line. Like, it wasn't a perfect uh, off-season, but they've got a really good group of playmakers with DJ Moore, with Curtis Samuel, with Devin Funches, and then, obviously, out of the backfield, Christian McCaffrey. with his Well, Funches is gone. Did he? Yeah, Funches is gone. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, sorry, of course he has. But they brought in, they brought in Chris Hogan, which is a, a great acquisition from the... eleven. Yeah, exactly. Um, Aldrich Robinson as well has come in. They, they, they've retained uh, Torrey Smith, they've got Jarius Wright, who they retained from last year as well. So the, the wide receiving core is is pretty deep, actually, and there are some playmakers on there. And then you look at uh, the running backs, and any team that, that has number 22, I've waxed lyrical about him a lot, but... Um, any team that's you know Christian McCaffrey played ninety seven percent of offensive snaps. That is mental. From weeks one through sixteen. That is As ridiculous. A running back. Yeah. That, I mean, shut down in week seventeen, but otherwise it's madness. Just madness. Yeah. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned um, you mentioned Jerry McCoy coming in, and I think he will. I mean, obviously, he's not the same player as. Julius Peppers, but it's that level of experience that they lose with Peppers retiring. McCoy will come in, and he's a. We saw from uh, what was it? Was it the? It was one of the. It wasn't all or nothing. It was the other one. <laughs> What's it called? You know the one. Anyway, we we saw from that. Um, <laughs> hard knocks. Hard knocks. I <laughs> forgot what it was. We saw from Hard knocks week. a couple of years ago that he was he he's a great guy to have in the locker room, and then alongside Mario Addison and well, they've brought in Bruce Irvin, but Effie Abada, our Effie Abada, Dontari Poe came on short. They are um, they're stacked defensive lineman wise on that D they, line they, they've aren't they have got, got it's not quite to that level of that great Eagles team that went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots where they had basically an eight man for like eight 
defensive linemen they could just rotate in constantly, but they've got a good six or seven there who they're going to be able to give people snaps off. They're going to be able to rotate them in. Like you said, players like F.A. Abad will be a great role player for them. Who's mm. absolutely loved in the locker room as well. They, they, I was going to swear then, they love him. They chuffing love him. Yeah, they really so do. I, I'm, po- I'm positive about the Panthers going into uh, 2019. Should we do, we're going to get to Gio Bernard, but should we do some news or not news first? News or not news. Um, I don't have that, that music. Where did you leave that music? It's great music. Put it in my folder. Where is it? News? Is it under news or not news music? I can't remember what I called it. Uh, yeah, it is. If you go into my birthday, no, 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 it's, it's it there. It's there. Uh, let's what did I call it? News. Or, or not news. Not news. Do you want to set us off with this version of News or Not News, episode three? Well, you, you need to deliver me the news or not news because uh, I haven't got everything up in front of oh, me. Oh, fine. So, with, I've got it, I've got it, I've got to it. Doug Peterson coos about the newest Eagles running backs. Uh, he's just cooing, he's just talking. That, for me, pal, is not news. What uh, do you think? Let's go with... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, Miles yeah. Sanders, though, is a guy I'm excited about. With Jordan Howard, I think it could be really interesting. Running backs, but... Doug Peterson just talking about them. Not news. Uh, Golden Tate, the Giants have a good problem at quarterback. Uh, not news. Oh, no, mate. Fluff piece. It's a, it is a fluff piece. But we all know that Eli Manning's going to start and then get bombed out after about four games, right? Yeah, it's a fluff piece. It's a fluff piece. Uh, Norton. Post-accident, I'm alive and grateful. This is the uh, Dolphins defensive tackle, Kendrick Norton. Um on choosing what he has to focus on in the aftermath of that serious car accident last week in which he lost a left I mean, arm. I mean, it's sad. Um, I think that's... Obvious, a, he, obviously, he obviously is news. It is news. It's sad. It's news. He's, it's first, news. he's spoken out since, and it was it was a yeah. horrible, horrible incident. Um, and yeah, as much as we... As much as he's not a player that many will have been familiar with, it's, you know, it's horrible to see it happen. Um, so, yeah, it's news that he is well and alive and grateful, as he puts it. Uh, trade-seeking running back Duke Johnson signs with Rosenhaus. News or not news? Uh, not news. I think it might be news. Do you think it's news? Um, I mean, I suppose it's tr- it's interesting that he is seeking a trade away from the Browns. Yeah, but we knew that already. You're right. It's not news. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. You're trying to... You're trying to justify it. this this is not news but but i don't i think it's one for another converse, another podcast maybe a completely different podcast red well, washington uh, cornerback josh norman leaps over a bull in pamplona i don't like this running have of you, the bulls thing have I, you seen the clip i haven't seen the clip right so i'm with you don't like the running of the bulls it's cruel I also think Josh Norman jump, getting involved in this when he is a professional sports person. I, if I was the, the front office team in Washington, I'd be absolutely livid. He could have gotten but, piled on a spike. But <laughs> There we go. Well done, boy. Uh, but. But. It's pretty spectacular. Is that what you're saying? It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're a torn man. Yeah, I mean, it, the whole thing is horrible. It's animal cruelty. But the way Josh Norman managed to leap over it was quite impressive. Yeah, OK, fair enough. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Oh, it's... There we go. A nice little pregnant pause for it to start again. Melvin Gordon will demand a trade without New Deal. Is this news or is it not news, Will Gavin? Oh, that's absolutely news. OK. This is properly news. Melvin Gordon wants a new contract, which I think we were already aware of. He's going into the final year of his rookie deal. And when you are um, when you are a, a rookie running back, I almost think that the next CBA, something it has to do with the draft situation, is potentially look at the length of rookie deal based on position. Mm. 
because for running backs, you can run a rookie into the absolute ground over four years. Who I, do you remember um, when the Cowboys did it with Demarco Murray? And yes. they knew he had one year left on his deal, and they just gave him the ball like 350, 400 times that year. He was absolutely running to the ground, and he was never the same player again. He got a half decent contract after that, but not really. And I think there needs to be potentially a look at what happens when you've got someone. Here we go. I found the season. 2014 in Dallas, 392 rushing attempts. What? And 57 receptions. Now, he had a great season. He had 13 touchdowns, 1,800 plus yards, another 400 through the air, so over 2,000 all-purpose yards. But he was never the same player. He hit 1,000 yards once more in Tennessee off 293 carries. But he was never that same explosive, mm. uh, you know, lots of long runs, evasive. And when you're a running back, I, I almost think there has to be a look at it for rookies and say that running backs only have a three-year deal. I'm trying to think of other real short-term well, positions. The, the lifespan of a, of a running back is far shorter than any other... Um, any other position anyway, isn't it? So given the wear and tear and given that teams can almost abuse and exploit a rookie running back as they come into their final year, a la DeMarco Murray, I I think think you're 100% right. It's just... um, And I understand why Melvin Gordon will want to trade and a fantastic piece of news. Gordon is threatening to... um, It's the fifth and final year of his rookie deal. Um, because he was a first-round pick. He's set to earn $5.6 million this year when he's earned 10 over the first four. So it's a good year money-wise for him because that is always the case with the fifth-year option. It takes a big jump up. Um, and it makes him the 11th highest amongst running back for the season. But the fact is, if he gets injured this year, um, uh, I'd say in any way seriously, and only ever gets one year one two million dollar deals for the rest of his career and it never quite takes off again similar to DeMarco Murray Mm. then you could end up with a situation where his career earnings are sub 20 million dollars whereas if he'd signed a new deal 12 months ago after that explosive first season he probably would have got a deal around that amount of money guaranteed and you look at situations like what Todd Gurley's potentially going through with the Rams I just think running backs have have got a real problem with particularly if they're going to be first round guys just being used up over their five years Mm. and not having any earning potential beyond that whereas actually other positions particularly stuff like pass rushers obviously quarterbacks you have time to um two maybe even three more big money deals in your career if you're if you've got real longevity running backs get lucky to even get one big deal after their rookie year. And if you think about it, a, a quarterback can spend an entire season, two seasons, three seasons, they can spend their entire career uh, as a number two and still make a far, far more money than Melvin Gordon will ever make. So it's um, it's highly weighted in that point of view. It's also highly weighted towards the teens. And I can un- totally understand why players want to demand trades or go on strike or do such like when um, their 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 earning potential is reduced just because they play one position over another position. It's um, I, I'm massively on the player's side. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I am massively... And, and I think he's really important to the Chargers as well. Hugely. I don't think he... I'm not sure he will hold out all that long. $5.6 million is a lot of money. And he'll lose $40,000 a day he doesn't turn up to training camp, according to the CBA. That's the maximum they can find him, and I imagine they will go to that level. So it's going to be kind of fascinating to see how long he does try and hold out. Mm. I don't think it'll be all that long. Yeah, agree. Uh, Lynch and Peters, Marcus Lynch and Marcus Peters, throw a free carnival for Oakland kids. It's not really news, but it's a nice little tidbit. It's lovely. It's yeah. a lovely non-news piece. Yeah, lovely non-news news. piece. But lovely, not news. Jeremy Hill is close to being cleared from an ACL tear. This is news. Uh, Jeremy Hill had a real chance of working with the New England Patriots after a really uh, impressive preseason in camp. You know, you've obviously got Sonny Michel there, him as well. Um, The (laughs) it makes it that you don't want to be looking at it. You know, this isn't necessarily got fancy relevance, etc., which is what you're normally looking at for running back news. But 
yeah, I uh, I think it is news. I think he could be really yeah. important for the Patriots this year if he's healthy. And they got Rex Burkhead in there as well. And yeah, it is news. But they, they love rotating their running backs, and every single one of them is relevant. And on in the final bit of news or not news today, Hugh Jackson wants another chance as head coach. Not news. Not news. He was a special assistant in Marvin Lewis's uh, Cincinnati Bengals 2018 after he was sacked by the Cleveland Browns. And remember the Baker Mayfield stuff. Uh, not news. This guy should not be in football anymore. Oh, but I like him, but oh, he's a cool man. He was so weird. Some coordinators, some coordinators are never head coaches. He's a lovely man whenever I've met him, and I have them two or three times, yeah. but... Some coordinators are just coordinators, and he is a good coordinator. He is not a head coach. So I'm not saying he shouldn't be back in football, but he shouldn't be a head coach. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. But yeah, you're right. And that was News or Not News. There we go. News or Not News. Oh, it was going to have a really nice ending on it there, and you just cut it off. Well... There we go. News or not news? The end of the music. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? I don't. just literally. That's literally your job. I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking at the waveform. You know, your actual real life job, and you failed at it. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Shall we talk some Bengals? Let's hear from Gio, right? Bengales. Yeah, yeah. Gio Bernard. Let's let's hear from the Bengals. Scat back. Uh, he's got a man back there with him, with Joe Mixon. They have potential to have a really big season between them. Big investment on the offensive line as well, although their rookie is now out, which I will admit I did not know at the time of this interview. But we talked about, uh, it's fair to say that Gio Bernard is all in on new head coach Zach Taylor, as he shows during this interview. So, we're here with Bengals running back Gio Bernard. Gio, back in London, how are you enjoying being back? Yeah, it's awesome being back. You know, I was back here, or I was here first time uh, in 2016 at Wembley. Uh, we had a game against the Redskins, but we unfortunately tied, which is quite unusual in the NFL. So, uh, it's good to be back. We're excited to come back and play uh, at Wembley again in October. Uh, so, against the Rams, so it should be a fun time. You know, they, they say, I think in America, they say a tie is like kissing your sister. But we're used to it over here with, so- with soccer, with our football. Yeah. A tie is not that. No, with the tie, not with kissing his sister. Stop it, Ollie. Uh, but, but you know, I, you know, it was an overtime game. It was an exciting game. You know, the, how did you experience Wembley? How were the fans? Were you? How was the whole day? Yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, we wanted to come out the win, just like everybody in the Bengal fan uh, base. But uh, you know, I, yeah, like everybody said, you know, you guys are used to ties. We're not used to ties. Um, <laughs> so it was quite weird for us in that sense. But it was awesome. The atmosphere was great. Um, it was a lot of guys' times first time in London, and my first time uh the fans were awesome man the whole place was packed full uh and the Bengals fans showed up and it was great to see that um but it was awesome to see the the following that uh american football has uh over here in the uk and uh it's awesome to see what you know what this sport is globally so it's a pretty cool uh, experience and then in addition to that you get the nfl running play 60 events with the kids trying to get you know involvement from a younger age which i guess is key to getting the sport bigger over here yeah it's huge i i just know um you know we have a guy uh mo on our team you know he he is very strong he's he has all the tools he just doesn't understand a little you know he hasn't been playing it for that long so that's the biggest thing is if you start these kids young playing the sports like this out here playing five football um as they get older they'll understand the game more and they're able to build and uh build on those skill sets that they have so uh it's awesome to have this over here uh and start them at a younger age and uh make you know the nfl football global and seeing this beautiful new facility it's almost a shame that you're back at Wembley this time don't get me wrong Wembley's amazing but out here on the nice AstroTurf bit easier grip under the foot it might be a little bit easier for running back yeah for sure it would be really nice to play here but it is what it is um, yeah Wembley it wasn't that was one thing I actually do remember it was a, a bit slippery over there but um, it is what it is it's a beautiful stadium that Tom has has um, it's, it's cool to be able to be here and see it um, and kind of experience it so um, yeah Feels like a big turning point for the Bengals right now. Moving on from Marvin Lewis after so long, Zach Taylor coming in. How's the transition been for you guys? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Coach Taylor, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, he's very relatable. Um, as, you know, for a younger guy, or at least I think I'm young, uh, for a younger guy like myself. <laughs> You're still younger yeah, than Zach know, Taylor, that's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be like Sean McVay in LA, who's younger than half of his. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little different. But, um, but yeah, no, uh, having Coach Taylor there, man, it means the world to us, and not only us, but the community as well. Um, I think 
everybody wanted, you know, a little bit of a change. And Coach Lewis did an amazing job. He's turned that program around from what it from when he took over uh, when he did. So, uh, you know, Coach Taylor, we're all behind him. We're just we're all following. He's he's our leader now, um, and we're excited to have him. And uh, yeah. What's the early experience of the offense in OTAs and mini camps? The kind of wrinkles that he's going to be bringing as a younger guy working in the kind of systems he's been working in. Yeah, um, you know, Coach Taylor, you know, coming over from the Rams, uh, he's brought something very unique uh, to us in, uh, in Cincinnati. So we're really excited to have him. Uh, I'm not going to put all the secrets out no, there. No, that's fine. But, um, I mean, are we going to see a lot of five wide? You splitting out? Are we going to see more receptions? Is that the direction yeah, you're heading? It, it, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I'm really excited about this season. Not just because of the change, uh, but because I really feel like we have the right tools in, uh, in place uh, for a really good season. Um, in terms of the backfield, a lot of people expecting a, a breakout season from Joe Mixon. Obviously, you as the now the veteran, not old guy, we won't say that, but the veteran in that locker room. What have you seen from him and what are you expecting from you guys is that one-two punch this year? Yeah, yeah, he's always been working hard. He's always one of those guys uh, that always works hard. Um, a good dude, young guy, uh, up and coming for sure. I mean, well, his name's really already out there. So he's a, he's a great player, uh, awesome asset for our team. So uh, we're obviously honored to have him and uh, yeah. Lead the league in rushing? That's what some are saying. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it'll be really nice. Uh, you know, for us, uh, we're always just trying to go out there and just compete, try to do the best that we can. Uh, really, at the end of the day, it's about helping the team win. Whatever it is, I know individual stats mean a lot to some people, but um, really the biggest thing is to come out this season with a Super Bowl ring. And it does feel like it's been the offense where that focus has been this offseason, drafting guys high like Jonah Williams on the, on the line, bringing in a young tight end as well. So I guess for you guys, it's all about a chance for you to step up and show what you can do for sure yeah uh, you know having coach Taylor come over from the Rams you know his mindset is you know a little bit more focused on the offense he's the one that's putting in the playbook um, he's the one spending a lot of time with the offensive players so uh, we understand where his focus is at um, so we're really excited to have him and uh, yeah I mean, to be playoff bounds guaranteed, I think, in another division. But that AFC North, I think it looks like it might be the best in football this season. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, components going on in, in, in our division. But, you know, the biggest thing is we don't really, we try not to worry about all the other teams that are, you know, adding or getting rid of players. So we just go out there and do what we can um, and let those, you know, let them do what they do. Uh, all we can do is just worry about ourselves. Excuse me. And uh, just continue to keep uh, playing hard, playing fast. And, uh, yeah, just really excited about this season. And there's been a lot of conversation about Andy's reaching that point of a new contract coming up not too soon, how he's going to adapt to this new style of offense. I mean, I'm guessing since you've been in the league, he's been your guy. So you're backing him to take this up and, and run with it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Andy's been there ever since I came in in 2013. So um, I have a lot of faith in him. He's a, he's a great player, uh, even better teammate. So uh, I have a lot of respect for what he's done for uh, for my family and, and the team, the community as well. Um, he does a lot of great things around Cincinnati, uh, and Cincinnati's really, uh, really, really awesome. It, it's, it's just awesome to have him there. So, uh, And then finally, for the fans coming over, the Rams obviously getting a lot of play at the moment, just been to the Super Bowl. They're a very good team. What are you saying to the UK fans to make sure they get behind the Bengals when you get over here in October? Well, we stole one of their head coach, or we stole one of their coaches. That's always that's always that's always a nice thing. Um, but yeah, no, we're really excited uh, to have Coach Taylor, man, and uh, I think the UK fans should really uh, be prepared for an awesome match uh, come October. So uh, it should be fun. Fingers crossed, we get a winner this time. Yeah, we can't. We just can't do a tie. Just no more ties, please. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, Jay. Thanks so much for your Thanks, time. Man. Yeah, man. Jay Bernard. It's fair to say he's a big Zach Taylor fan, Ollie Hunter. I think he mentioned his name at least 73 times. Sorry, who? Joe Bernard <laughs> and Zach Taylor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why he's such a fan. Well, it's his new head coach, and he wants to make it clear that I'm still in this for the, uh, for the hall. <laughs> Please don't forget me when Joe Mixon uh, looks like he's going to have a huge year. I think, assuming that they are better at offensive line, and I don't think they have to be phenomenal at offensive line. This is something that there is a kind of an ongoing debate around that I think is really interesting, that you've got guys uh, like the uh, the big fella who left San Francisco and then was with the, the Patriots last year and then got the big money move, whose name has completely escaped me, escaped me. Why am I struggling so badly with this? Why am I just struggling so badly today in general? 
who was I it? I don't even know if you were still there anymore. I literally thought that you'd just disappeared on me then. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ollie's just left me. He's so angry. So then their signings are John Miller, B.W. Webb, Kerry Wynn, Justin Evans, and John Jerry. No, no, I was talking about last season. Oh, last season, the signing before. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. This was this was all very confusing and uh, not great work from me. Um, but I was talking about Trent Brown. Was who I was talking about. I was screaming yeah. at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Trent Brown was an average player in San Francisco. Good power, but overweight and um, never athletic enough for San Francisco system. He goes and has one year, one year in New England where he is made to look like an absolute superstar and then gets a big money contract in Oakland. I don't think he's going to be very good in Oakland. Do you know why he had a stellar year at the New England Patriots? Because he was at the New England Patriots? Because the man who gets the ball out faster than any quarterback in the NFL is Tom Brady. And when that happens, funnily enough, your tackles end up looking excellent because yeah. you end up staying clean in the pocket a lot more often. I think Trent Brown's a talented player, but I don't think he's a top two, three tackle, which is how he's now being paid like. Um, and I do think that the Bengals, as long as their offensive line is average, but Zach Taylor's scheme allows for uh, Andy Dalton to get the ball out quickly, which when you look at their running backs, you look at their ability to dump the ball off. You look at the schemes that Taylor will be running. If it's anything like what we saw in Los Angeles, lots of five wide out of the backfield stuff. I think that they they have a chance to take a big jump offensively this year. And they've got some talent on defence. They're just in a really, really tough division. And it's a bit of a rebuild. I could see the Bengals are one of those teams who if they finish five and eleven, anywhere between like five and eleven and nine and seven, yeah. ten and six, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by any of those records in between the two. The thing that they've got going for them is that defence and it does have a um, bad boy of the NFL um, kind of DNA, doesn't it? It's got that we play hard, we everyone hates us, we get picked on by the refs. Um, even though they've had players over the last two years leave that defence, there's still that DNA there. And that will take them so far. And then offensively, if they can keep AJ Green healthy, which they've really struggled to do, Mm. But if they can keep him healthy, keep Andy Dalton healthy, and there's no denying there is a chemistry there, then the way that Andy Dalton gets the ball out like a rifle rather quickly um, and can hit it up to AJ Green, they've got a chance. But this is Cincinnati Bengals circa 2013, 14, 15, 16, and I'm not sure that that can translate this many years after that into 2019 you've got Tyler Eifert who they who they brought back and he's never been the same player since that pro bowl injury yeah and health is a huge huge part of this and with Joe Mixon there they brought in Trayvon Williams in the draft and um Rodney Anderson and you've got Gio Bernard as their running backs I can imagine I would imagine that there'll be a lot of running there'll be a lot of two back systems going away from what they were doing last year where it was either Joe Mixon or Gio Bernard on the field at one time and I think it will be far more a running game to ease the load on Dalton and AJ Green and we're expecting John Ross to, to potentially do something out of, the, out of the wide receivers and Tyler Boyd was decent when AJ Green went down, so they do have the talent, but I just I'm, I'm more I'm more expecting hard AFC North running football on the ground from the Bengals this year. Um, I think that's us kind of wrapped up. Is there anything else we need to touch on? Obviously, touchdown trips tour, all of that is still happening, so you can still get involved in that. It's an absolute bargain. They're going to some great stadiums, the Big House, Lambo, Big Field. House on going to getting a special tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It will well be worth your time and money. That brilliant Brown Steelers Thursday night game heading up to Detroit as well, which is a great city to watch football in. I just, I'm a big fan of everything that's happening there. So you can get involved in that as well. Um, Anything? It's at Touchdown Trips on Twitter, at Gridiron, at Will Gav. Is it, or is it Talk Gav? 
Did you change it yet? It's it's it still will Gav. At, it will at, never be any different. <laughs> at will Gav at Ollie Hunter. Um, I would like to find out if people can tweet us at Gridiron if they are either a Cincinnati Bengals fan or a Detroit Lions fan. Because you and I had a little conversation off air um, about the least supported teams in the country in the UK, and I think it might be those two teams. They're certainly not particularly vocal fan bases. No. If they are well supported, um, I the, the problem is is that you've got teams who you wouldn't have thought were well supported here, like the Browns, and I see more UK Browns fat UK Browns backers, sorry, than I do. Certainly, there's there's a few who are a bit like this. The Texans, I don't see a lot of British Texans fans. No, um, uh, trying to think who else. Texans, the Bills are quite kind of I'd say would low down on the supporting Cardinals. Uh, there's not many Cardinals, are there? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I know a couple of Cardinals fans personally, but I don't know a huge number of them. I'd say they're definitely the least supported team in the NFC West, that's for sure. Whoa. Throwing some shade at the other teams in the NFC West. Well, just... The Bucks just, yeah. are in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are a few there. Like, I th- it's kind of because of exposure. It's because they're in cities that aren't necessarily cool cities. Mm. So if you support a... a, a an uncool NFL team, then let us know. A minority team. We want to hear from you. And tell us why you support them. Brilliant. Yeah, why not? Ollie, any, Ollie Hunter, any final thoughts? I've, uh, I've had some interesting work developments that I will tell you at some other time. So at the moment, I'm kind of loving life. There's, there's, you know, so there's stuff going on. It's all good. Wicked. I'm good. glad to hear it. Thanks, Let's folks. finish the podcast and then you can tell me. Let's finish the podcast and then chat. All right. Catch you later, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.